friends, welcome back. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I am happy that you found me, but I am thrilled that you found Jesus. We are at a critical point in time when entering into the presence of God is no longer an option. It's a necessity. If we're to live out the promises and blessings of the Bible, it's imperative to know what the Word of God says. In the name of Jesus, power resides. And as we journey together, we will be unlocking discoveries of how to turn hearts of stone into ones of moldable clay for the potter Jesus to transform. You're invited to join me daily as we adventure and explore the Bible together, learning what the Word of God says and then how to apply it to our lives. And periodically, friends, we'll delve into my mailbag answering questions from listeners just like you. If you have a question, make sure to email me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Once again, that's Pam Pastor Copywriting at gmail.com. Well, yesterday I clarified the mission and purpose for the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. We've just started upon season 10, and the mission is no different now than that of season one. This is a venue and a forum for educating God's people with the truth of what the Word of God says. And we learn that scripture teaches us about good and evil. If you're good, meaning you've confessed and professed out loud your belief in Jesus's finished work at the cross at Calvary, then you reside with God in his kingdom. However, if you've made a conscious decision to live life on your own terms, then the evil God of this world holds your allegiance. So friends, it's really that simple. It's good versus evil. And Satan has blinded the minds of those who do not believe, so they're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. And it's important to note that God does not have an opposite. There is no other spirit like God who possesses omniscience, omnipotent, and is omnipresent. So if you're able, write these three questions down that we discussed yesterday as they're key in aiding our discernment, qualifying whether a teacher is teaching truth or is simply a false teacher or a false prophet. Number one, do the teachings professed confirm biblical scripture? Number two, does the teacher affirm and proclaim that Jesus is God who came into the world as a man to save people from their sins? And then lastly, number three, is the teacher's lifestyle consistent with biblical morality, meaning what they say reveals what's in their heart? And additionally, we discussed and we reviewed scripture references that show Satan's counterfeit dark kingdom he's created. And you know, friends, he has his own religion. He's created his own church, his own gospel, his own ministers, his own doctrine, his own communion table, and lastly, his own cup. So he's a counterfeit and he's copied all things of God. Nearly 2,000 years ago, somewhere around AD 51 or 52, Paul wrote to the 
Thessalonians from Corinth. This was his second letter because the first one confused believers regarding Christ's return. Some people stopped working and were waiting with the rationalization for their idleness was due to Paul's teaching. But adding fuel to this fire was that the church was under extreme persecution at the time. And although we are markedly closer to Jesus's return now, we're not given a license to be idle while gazing up at heaven and waiting. We have a daily responsibility to live for God and spread the good news of the gospel until his return. In the book of Matthew, it's called the Great Commission. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, Paul writes, This evil man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. He will use every kind of wicked deception to fool those who are on their way to destruction because they refuse to believe the truth that would save them. So God will send great deception upon them and they will believe all these lies. This evil man is synonymous with the Antichrist or lawlessness. And as we know, God is far stronger than the man of lawlessness and God will save his people. God will reveal what the Antichrist has been doing in secret. Lawlessness is the hidden, subtle, underlying force from which all sin springs forth. Our civilization still has a veneer or a decency through societal obedience, law enforcement, education, and that of the sciences. According to Wikipedia, though, beginning in the year 2010, the term woke was introduced to the American vernacular. Woke is an adjective derived from African-American vernacular English, meaning alert to racial prejudice and discrimination. Beginning in 2010, it came to encompass a broader awareness of societal inequalities such as sexism. With this introduction in 2020, protests would utilize an age-old tradition of shattering or toppling statues as pleas rung out for justice from protesters. The concern was over American monuments, especially the ones dedicated to Confederate leaders. The cancel culture is not new either. This is an age-old practice dating back over the millennia. In 2020, many American monuments were defaced. While most people are horrified by criminal acts, a majority felt justified. And yet lawlessness has not been unleashed yet. And might I add, COVID-19 was introduced to society. However, there's a bright spot within the world tapestry. The Sound of Freedom movie was released on July 4th, 2023. This movie released with a budget of just $14.5 million and debuted to earnings of $125 million in only three short weeks. While the film is about the dark side of human trafficking, people are stepping up and becoming aware of this issue. No longer will this be allowed to be swept under the carpets of the world's elite. Complete lawlessness is a horror awaiting to happen according to scripture. This is said to happen when the one who's holding it back now steps out of the way. It has been suggested that three possibilities exist for the one who's holding back this lawlessness. 
The possibilities are number one, the government and law is discussed in the book of Romans. These help curb evil. Number two, another possibility is the ministry and activity of the church and the effects of the good news, meaning the gospel. And finally, number three, the Holy Spirit. The Bible's not clear on who the restrainer is, only that he will not restrain lawlessness forever. We must not fear this restraint being removed as our God has the ultimate power and authority. God promises to save his children. If you're questioning why God will allow this to happen, remember we're never to question God. He is all-knowing. He is sovereign. However, it's understandable to ask ourselves the question of, I wonder how God will work all things together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And that comes straight out of Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Speculation has been made that this is how he'll show people and nations their own sinfulness and to show them by bitter experience the true alternative to the Lordship of Christ. People who are completely without God will act no better than vicious animals. And it's safe to say that a certain amount of lawlessness exists within society now. However, the man behind it has yet to be revealed. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 7 puts it this way, For lawlessness is already at work secretly, and it will remain secret until the one who's holding it back steps out of the way. This evil man, or the Antichrist, will use counterfeit power and signs and miracles to deceive and draw a following. Miracles from God can help strengthen our faith, leading people to Jesus. But it's important to note not all miracles are from God. Jesus' miracles were significant not just because of their power, but because of their purpose to help, to heal, and to point us to God. The man of lawlessness will have power to destroy himself or herself if any so-called religious personality draws attention only to himself or herself, his or her work is not from God. This Antichrist will deceive those who refuse to believe God with his power and miracles. God gives people freedom to willingly turn their backs on him and believe Satan's lies. If they say no to the truth, they will experience the consequences of their sin. And it is challenging to imagine that Satan, like an animal, is on God's leash. He only can exert so much evil without enacting God's approval first. We learn in the book of Job that he is a wealthy man of upright character who loves God, yet God allows Satan to destroy his flocks, his possessions, his children, and his health. And in all of this tribulation, Job never gives up on God. He didn't understand why this trial and tribulation had come upon him. But like Job, we too can learn to praise him through the pain of injustice and learn to trust deeper, more authentically, when we simply do not understand the difficulties that we face. And in the end of the book of Job, we're told he was restored double for the trouble that Satan brought upon him. And in John chapter 8, verse 44, it puts it like this, For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning and has always hated truth. 
There's no truth in him when he lies. It's consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. This was Jesus expressing his attitudes about God's children. The actions and attitudes of these leaders clearly identified them as Satan followers. They may have not been conscious of this, but their hatred for truth, their lies, and their murderous intentions indicated how much control the devil had over them. They were his tools in carrying out his plans. They spoke the very same language of lies, and Satan still uses people to obstruct God's work today. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, John shares with us this great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to earth with all his angels. So Satan and his fallen angels are constantly looking for people to deceive and distract. The tactics have not changed in thousands of years. Because Satan works off a deception, his one last attempt will be bringing the Antichrist to the world under the guise of peace, securing everyone's trust. However, with that said, we must not forget that Satan has had thousands of years to learn all of the human disciplines. He is a master at slight alteration of subjects to achieve his desired results. For example, he attempted to deceive Jesus in the book of Matthew, the wilderness experience, but Jesus had a rebuttal and he rebuted back as it's written and quoted scripture. Nearly anyone else would have fallen prey to Satan's schemes. Satan hides within humanity. He and his demons infiltrate all things human. They are within the fabric of society. They're in the church, at sporting events, fine dining, on social media. Their chief aim is to cause chaos, confusion, destruction, and they do it subtly. You won't see any blatant misrepresentation misrepresentations of anything, but rather misspoken words changing contextual meanings and causing the human mind to question truths. In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 14, Isaiah says, I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. And that was Satan talking. Satan's goal from inception was to overthrow God by surpassing him in all of his majesty, power, and glory. God's kingdom houses the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Satan's kingdom houses Satan, the Antichrist, and the beast. God's kingdom is light. Satan's kingdom is darkness or the absence of light. God's kingdom is filled with good angels. Satan's kingdom is full of fallen angels. Jesus is the light of the world. Satan is transformed into an angel of light on occasion. Jesus' lineage is through the lion of the tribe of Judah. Satan is like a roaring lion. In a time of great darkness, God promised to send a light who would shine on everyone living in the shadow of death. He is both wonderful counselor and mighty God. And we learn in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. These will be his royal titles, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. 
Why was he called Wonderful Counselor? Well, it's because he's exceptional, distinguished, and without peer. The one who gives right advice. And why mighty God? Because he is God himself. And how about everlasting father? He is timeless. He is God, our father. This message was fulfilled in the birth of Christ and the establishment of his eternal kingdom. He came to deliver all people from their slavery to sin. So friends, if you desire to either recommit or become a child of God spending eternity in heaven, I invite you now to repeat this prayer of invitation to our Father. Father God, I've made a decision to repent and turn away from my sins. I ask that you come into my heart. I believe in your son, Jesus, who washed clean my sins at the cross of Calvary. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer of saving salvation, you were spiritually born again. Your next steps are to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And consider joining a Bible-based church where you'll surround yourself with other like-minded believers who will build you up and edify your faith in Jesus. Now allow me to be the first to congratulate you on making the most important decision in life. Congratulations and God bless you. And here's a blessing from Moses' brother, priest Aaron, over your life. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast is offered daily with children's episodes available on Wednesdays when we're not in the middle of a series. Tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories you grew up with. Episodes will be discussing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. And we also delve into topics impacting our daily lives, such as forgiveness, love in action, wisdom, spiritual warfare, and many more. So make sure that you hit follow and subscribe to receive more episodes as they become available. And consider being a blessing to someone else today and share this podcast link with them. Occasionally, topics referenced right out of my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you find the content compelling or interesting, you may consider reading the book in its entirety. And you can find a copy on my website at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com or on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. But more importantly, if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me and I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. The book is full of God's word. Remember, you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Christ forever. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, friends, God bless you.